And welcome to episode 21 of the No Hangover Podcast. This is your, I'm not, I'm not I can take it from you. This is your host, Eric. What's up? This is your favorite co-host, <laughs> Jordan. And we're back for another one. Yes, sir. Yes, 21 sir. in the books. We uh, are. <clears throat> make sure to go follow us on Instagram at No Hangover Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. And SoundCloud, leave comments, questions, anything you might want us to talk about. If you just want to say hi, go ahead. Somebody will answer you. So uh, we appreciate everyone who listens. And yeah, you got anything else to add? Uh, don't forget to check out the po- uh, the playlist that we've put out on Spotify. Oh, yes. Let us know what you think about those things. Yeah. Any, any uh suggestions or ideas you guys have for any playlist that you guys might want us to put together? definitely can let us know about that too and topics as as always and like eric said opinions comments concerns anything you want to talk to us about we get back with you for the most part word word so uh we actually have (coughs) some pretty good things to talk about i feel like me and jordan will be able to elaborate on about so uh a lot of stuff a lot of stuff coming out on netflix this week the travis scott documentary yeah. Uh, what is it? Mama, I can fly. Or look, I can fly. Whatever the fuck. Mama, I can fly. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Came out, and for me at least, like when Jordan told me about that, he, I think it was like you saw a post on Instagram. He sent it to me. Right. <clears throat> for me, from the interviews that I saw from when he first came out to days after or days before rodeo and uh, things like that, he kind of seemed like he was shy in a box a little bit. He was a little awkward, and then kind of seeing this documentary as far as. Yeah, it was. It had more to do with the astral world, but it did kind of go back to you know when he first started. There was a clip in there where it went back to 2014, where he was performing a show, and there was like all of like 15 or 20 people there. Right, and but sho- he still brought that same energy though. Right, right, right. and that shows you that they're paying attention because that clip, it kind of like resurfaced and became big when astral world was mm-hmm. doing the numbers that it was doing. People like somehow you know the inter- internet is powerful. Somebody found that video and it kind of went viral, and everybody was like watching it and comparing it and shit so i think it's smart that they put that shit in the documentary and the way they show it and then it cuts into him actually looking at it yeah and like laughing about it and talking about the situation and like you know yeah because at this point he's digesting how far he's came and where he's at now yeah because at this point he is a top artist yeah regardless of genre did you see in 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 the documentary when he has astral world they uh interview not interview but they get a part of what Paul Wall says. And yeah. Paul Wall's like, you, he's you the big, big dog now. now. Yeah. You big homie. Like, you done did it. You, Paul Wall gave you're doing festivals. You know, you, you you top dog. He definitely top dog in Texas. Oh, for sure. He's so, the, he's probably the, he's the biggest artist to come out of Houston. For sure. Ever? Yeah. I don't know. That's hard. You got Scarface. You got you got Pimp C. You got Mass Bumby, Appeal, though. Mass Appeal. You got Slim Thug. Beyonce. You got Beyonce. Mm, yeah, it's know. tough. He's got a lot of greats that came out. Uh, the maybe Beyonce, but it's as just, far as the other ones, he has more mass appeal to them. I mean, he's doing. He's. I feel like he's doing like bigger shows and doing bigger numbers than those other guys. Legendary, like historic wise. Yeah, they're 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 big as far they're as legends. We got they're the, legends. Yeah, Texas has legends, but I know what you're trying to say. He has. He has. He a has a reach pool. that they they probably didn't all the way have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He touches a different type of fan base. 
All and, all kinds of fan base from the kids to the OGs and I like to the how people they, in the middle. I like how they did that in the in the documentary. How they showed like they got they were going around on the streets like after the shows like asking you know <clears throat> what they thought of the concert and how they feel about Travis Scott performing live and the type of energy that he brings. And, and shit a lot of like people that. were calling him the greatest Perform- live performer ever. Yeah, and the type of energy that he brings out of those is kids crazy. Is crazy. They're dragging is people out of those mosh pits unconscious. Unconscious. That that shit is crazy to see. Like you, you go to a Travis Scott show. You, you got to be willing to give your life. Like it's, Facts. it's to that point. And like seeing that shit is like it's intoxicating. Like I it said, really like is. that shit makes you like feel a way. Like even when he sings the records, like the type yeah. of fucking umph and energy he puts behind that shit. That nigga is lit. Wow, crazy. Fucking He's a rager. A hundred percent. That stargazing. Imagine that Star- shit comes up. Woo. There was, a, there was a kid that that they interviewed on the on the documentary that said that uh, said that line that um and it ain't a mosh pit if ain't no injuries I got these stage diving out the nosebleeds and he right. said that shit and it's like the, their fans are his fans are really like I feel like they're really about that shit that, that kid just, that was standing all yeah, the way up there yeah he yeah, looked like he was about to stage dive out the nosebleed that's that's death. I mean the way that <laughs> I mean Astro World for me that's probably the fact that it got snubbed from so many grand, it didn't win when a it Grammy. It get snubbed. It definitely got snubbed. It definitely got snubbed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's tough. How so? Because there was a lot of a, a lot of great albums that came out that he was against. Over, but I'm not agreeing that Cardi B should have won. Well, that's a snub. But I mean, he was against Daytona was a great album. Victory Lap was a great album. Not saying that those aren't, but. And, and and maybe it's just because we but just World was the shit. The artistry, the things it. that he put, like the things that went right. into it, and the effect that if it that it had afterwards. Especially they show it in the documentary because the the they gave him a key to a, the city. He brought like back the World, you know, yeah. all that stuff that the lasting impact that it's had. And I feel like that album's gonna age really, really well. The Cardi B album, I feel like it was hot for the time, but right, right, right. are people gonna really- b- Well, you like, see, you seen in the documentary when they're at the house in Hawaii, he's like, oh yeah. This shit gonna change niggas' 808s, it's gonna change their drums, it's gonna change for the sure. BPMs, it's gonna change niggas' flows. Like, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to change shit, bring some, innovate, bring something new to the game. And me and you Make talk- niggas have to switch their style up and be fresh and, and original. And me and you talked about it before that the hype that he brought into it that most people can't live up oh, to no, it. It's he was two years promoting this pretty much, uh-huh. saying that this is probably going to be like, this is it's like nothing you've ever heard before. And the fact that when I first heard it, I, I feel like it delivered. I listened to it beginning to end. Did me it, too. Had no urge to press next. I was just uh, letting that shit fly, and like right, right, right. the imp, the and just like I said, the impact, the artistry of it, the, and the lasting feel, power that I still feel like it has. It's something you could I could put on right now, and right, it's, right, right. Now, I'm I, listening to it all the way through, I easy. Agree. And I feel like the documentary does a good job showing people all the great artists and legends that went into Astro World. Because mm-hmm. me and you, we in the music, so yeah. we we pay attention to that shit. We knew. That John Mayer was doing guitar solos on there. We knew that that guy from Tame Impala. Well, I didn't know the guy from Tame Impala was on there, but he's a great producer, too. Mm-hmm. I forget his name, but he's a great producer. He has Earth, Wind, and Fire on there. He has Stevie oh, Wonder look, on there. They, they look terrible, though. Earth, they, Wind, oh, and Fire. Is old. <laughs> that guy had a whole fucking weave, though. Yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they funky. Yeah, definitely funky for sure. Yeah, but they, they artists. He did. He did have, and that's the thing that I feel like people miss, like, the average person doesn't see like they hear the auto tune and the like whole uh, like electronic sound from Travis Scott, but they don't see like 
the type of reach that he has and the different type of people that he's bringing in to help him work on his music and shit like right, that. Right. And that's why I like him so much because it's not like the sound. He like has, the, he the, has foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He comes from hip hop foundation. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but his dad. Yeah. I mean, they, on a documentary, they, they showed it. They show a little bit that his dad was a music. They don't show it, but like they they say he, he like, said, "You try to be like your dad." Yeah. And his dad was a musician. He was great with drums. Mm-hmm. And his dad taught Premier, like how to produce almost with a lot of different shit. For real. Yeah, he was a big influence on on Premier because Premier's from Texas. DJ Premier. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-mm. And he moved up to New York, and that's where he met Guru, and they formed Gangstar. Damn. But yeah, Premier is history lesson. He comes from that too, and and so Travis comes from all that hip hop pedigree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of it is. But he's also a rager, and he's from a different generation. So I feel like he does a good job of fusing the two good musical instrumentation with, with modern with modern modern flows, modern energy. Yep. making it you know appealing for the kids, making people want to jump and down up and down to the shit. Definitely, yeah. definitely, no. Nah. And I mean, he's been doing it from the jump. I saw a post on Instagram that he they said that if someone if he drops another album like he hasn't missed yet, and if he drops another one like that, people are still, like putting him in that level as far as like he hasn't missed. He hasn't. I mean, his first album even was, from his mixtapes, right? His I first, mean, from days before Rodeo on, he hasn't missed. His first real debut album is Rodeo. Yeah, hard. He had. I mean, he had great work before that. Al Faro. Uh, days before the See radio. the the Al Farrell I never really listened to I heard a few joints off oh, it But I haven't joints. I've never sat down And listened to the whole thing He's got some joints on there But Rodeo He had the Upper Echelon That was yeah. the first time I heard him was Upper Echelon and I remember first watching hit. the video Yeah That's his first mainstream hit He had two um, chains on that shit Yeah T.I. Mm-hmm. Um, rodeo Birds in the Trap Sing McKnight Right mm-hmm. And then Astroworld So yeah he's three for three And he's gotten better every time He really has Rodeo, it might go Astroworld, Rodeo, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. For me, that's what I would say. Probably. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and that's not. And he probably would agree with that. That's not including Days Before Rodeo. No, no, no. I'm only talking about. But you albums. saw that he's putting, I think it's already out on all. He, they, yeah, he they put, put out a out. post that it's on all uh, yeah, major yeah. streaming platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about the time we're in now. We always talk about this on the show. Everything, a project is a project. At, At this, this point, point there's no, you just got to no get it from a streaming yeah. service. It's all being consumed There's the no same difference way. between a mixtape and... A, and, and once the you difference get, once is you for get the labels. A, that's the behind-the-scenes shit. Yeah, for exactly. us, we really can't tell the difference. It's exactly. all music at this point. They just made all, it, they've made it so accessible that we could get it, you know, from easier places with, <laughs> damn, with the streaming <laughs> services. Yeah, at this point, it's y'all just... Know, it's, y'all know it's, the vibes. That's the ice. It's more for them than anything that you know what's it gonna be because that's gonna determine whether we're gonna get out of your contract with us or not or you know the pay and shit like that and bloody blah all that technical shit right that's very true and that's why and that's also my problem with the whole cardi b shit What's your problem with the Cardi B show? Or what, what really with the Grammys and award shows in general? Like I understand, like, like it's she a did a lot of fluff. Yeah, she did. She did numbers. You can't deny that. And she did her thing, and she did all like it's all good. But like Travis Scott is to me, 
and I mean, not just to me, like if you, if you know, I mean, if you have any common sense, like he is an artist, like he, then that's where I feel like the Grammys lose shit. Like, oh, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. you, like he's hands on, he's involved. With exactly. Everything. He's, he, oh, he, he puts, he's, he's the creative in, director. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He brings the vision. And the Grammys and, you know, fucking whatever music awards, they lose a lot. They get too much into the numbers right, and right, shit. Right. And it's like, not well, to take any away from anything away from Cardi B because she's done some good, like, you know, she's doing her thing. She's doing, right numbers right. she's you know making hits but there's so much more help that goes into her shit than what travis Scott I agree, does i agree it's a lot of politics too but yeah the grammys you know record labels and and they companies they get like some type of i don't know like it makes them look better if they have they win a grammy like it does something for it the does, label for too, sure you and know what i'm saying so like, they celebrate the label as well not only the artist exactly for putting the you know, for having a machine and putting the right yeah. pieces together and achieving that goal, they yeah. get some type of like prominence, or you know, that elevates them in a certain way. But man, that's so. So many people have been snubbed because of that, though. That's true. So many people have been snubbed. That's very of that. true. But you know, that's it's a business at the end of the day. Once you get to a certain point, shit starts becoming you know dollars and cents more than the actual what's really good and like what actually what somebody's actually like what kind of work is you're putting into your own shit. Right. As opposed to somebody who's, you know, just laying a verse down real quick. And I feel like, yeah, the, they're not realizing what a great artist is. And that goes back to what we talk about with like Tyler. I feel like that's why we speak about Tyler, the creator so much. Because yep. we can see behind all the all the other shit. He's truly a great artist. And what he puts into his work shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just felt like that related to your point. Definitely. I hope and but Tyler's one that he's he's put himself out like with every album he puts out some type of interview or some type of like behind the scenes shit and kind of gives you a kind of kind of gives you his process of what he was doing like for yeah, that album. Yeah, this is the first time we're seeing This is the first time that we see Travis Scott really process. put himself out there and that's why I was right. more interested like when I, I was asking you about it like you said you know it's probably going to be like any other thing like the Wiz Khalifa uh day in the life or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like no you're probably right but this is the first time he's doing that he's been right. he's been out for how long now since right. what 2014 right 2013 right. and this is the first time we really see him like a behind the scenes of you know kind of what his right. just a like little you know pinch of what his process is and stuff like that so that's why i was more interested it's, it's somebody that me and you have followed closely so. not only that but how crisp it was how well it was put together and the type of energy that he brings as an Bro, artist that, that he is. can give you at home watching that shit on Netflix is different. Honestly, that shit like, kind of makes me you want to go. It does. It makes you want to go to a Travis Scott show. And if For you sure. can't or if you have it, in our case, we got to feel a little exactly. bit of that shit. When and he put you, that shit you out. know what really made me notice that is when uh, they were showing the the part where they were showing uh, that he did his first show at MSG. Mm-hmm. And after the show, how he was getting in the fucking yeah, he, he ass of the ass. fucking lights people and the fucking because it's like it's not what I want. It's not like. Like, yeah. fuck the music cue, fuck this, fuck that. Like, this is what I want it to be. Don't try, like, I'm telling mm-hmm. you what it is. Right. Do that shit. And, but after, it's like, y'all, besides that, everything else was good. Chill. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like, and people might take that as, like, being an asshole. But it's like, no, like, when you have a vision and you get to that point where you, like, you know how you want shit done. Like, right. it's just, it's not a, it's not being an asshole. It's just, like, it's just more you of, like, won't your settle. passion. Exactly. You won't it's like you don't you know you don't, what it could be. Exactly. You know how great it could be, and you won't set up for anything other than that greatness. 
Exactly. When you really want to be in that conversation as one of the greats, minor details, minor the small details, things. all that shit is important. Mm-hmm. The whole vision has to be as flawless as possible. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like he said when he was getting their ass, if one thing falls, then the next thing needs to be even yep. better. If lights is not going well, then lasers need to be on point. Yep. If lasers are not on point, then lights need to be flashing a certain way and colors need to be vibrant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he he was, you know, really putting out a good point, I think. He was showing people his passion, like we just said. That creative so. process. Is, it drives you crazy a little bit sometimes. Right. Because you overthink some shit. But exactly. That's the, it's the little thing. Like, And another part that thing. showed his passion was, you know, after... He didn't win the Grammy, yep. and he was, you know, in a funk for some days, and he was telling the mayor, like, man, you know, i just been, I don't know, I just don't feel like me. I mean, you know, i just been in a funk over this shit since Sunday. And the mayor had to tell him, like, listen, nigga, I lost three times before I fucking became the mayor. You think? That's true. That was that was a you powerful scene. That it was, was a powerful scene. scene. I, it was good because it shows, it shows, like, a good representation of a person who's been through life experiences yeah. giving it to another young person, yeah. giving game back. And, the thing and that's that, important in life for young men. You know what I'm saying? Having that and OG, that's what he was telling that OG. Travis Scott. Uh-huh. They don't listen to me like that. You're that OG I was too just about to say for that. the kids. I was just about to say that. You got to say that to them because they look up to you and they believe that shit. That's the position you pay. Mm-hmm. You play. So if you can't you know, understand or get through something like this, then they never will. Yeah. Make sure you figure it out. So the kids know what to do. Because he was saying, and that's what that's the one that the part that stuck with me the most is like, because right. you know he was saying that the mayor was saying that like, I could say that, but it might not resonate. Like exactly. you have that control. That's like that you pool. can say it, and it will click with people, and people will understand it and get it. And it's like now you have that story to tell. That's like, listen, I'm you know people see that I have money. I you know I'm successful. You know by any measure, I am a successful person in life. Right. But we all go through shit. That exactly. doesn't mean you can't. You get knocked down. You persevere through that shit. Keep exactly. going, and you know Life. it's not. It's not the end of the fucking road just mm-hmm. because the first you know shitty thing happened. And I mean, not saying that's the first shitty thing that happened for Travis Scott, but for what he put out and for how, for I feel like that's gonna be as far as our generation. That's gonna be looked back on on one of the better albums of our generation. Oh, for sure. And the fact that it didn't win a Grammy is like and. The way he hyped it up for two years, saying this is going to be something you've never heard before, this, that, and right. it lived up. For me, at but least, I, it lived up to all expectations. And the fact that he lost, I could see how it's like, damn. Right. Like, but I don't think the Grammys all the way understands it either. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's... They just look at numbers. Exactly. If you Not think about that, it, the people who probably run that shit don't really sit down and listen to it. They just look at the numbers, look at the statistics, and kind of see, you know, right, right, who's right. doing, who did the best. And they might sit down and listen to it, but they don't, I don't well, feel like they... did numbers, but not... not they don't like take a, it into account as much yeah, as the numbers. Right, right. Analytics shit. That's true. Right. But, like, to what he was saying when he, in that scene when they're in the house in uh, Hawaii, he's mm-hmm. like, this is going to change this, this, and that. It did. Sicko Mode was a radio single song. That's not your typical radio not single. Not at all. Like it's, it's it switches real, up two times, two three times. Well, the, from the beginning to and then well, it has three different parts oh, to okay, it, but, but it, it switches, switches up twice. twice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it has three different parts to it the does. song. Like that's not typical for your radio song. Your not radio song is pretty, it's pretty like consistent, cohesive, and it, like it has a part that you're gonna that's gonna stick with you. Yeah. Whether it's a hook or a line in the song that makes it popular. That shit is just hard in a bunch of different pockets. And we were having this conversation. Someone asked us the question saying that what is the greatest single? And he threw that out there that sickle mode might be one of the greatest singles ever put out. It might be. 
Because, I mean, Travis Scott and Drake, they I mean, Drake's at, you know, he's in historical, you know, they're putting him in conversations of all-time great. Travis Scott legend. is, right now, he's putting himself in that conversation of, right. you know, taking that next step into, you know, being put in that conversation of, you know, But Travis Scott greatest. out the gate has had that potential. And he has. Because he's always been around greats and worked with greats and produced for greats mm-hmm. and made great music with great people. So yep. he was always going to be... He was destined to be that guy, and he's just becoming it. We're we're getting to see this shit, and he's improving every time, and like really. But what's gonna be hard is seeing what he's gonna put out after this, after Astro World. Now he just put out this documentary. He kind of, and he's someone that can, you know, he has, he's that type of artist that we we talked about before that can wait a year or two mm-hmm. before he puts out something else and can give time before he. Put, so he can give himself a little time to put, you know, to really think. It's like all right. The hype is done, you know. I've, you know, this, that, whatever. Went through all the awards shit, and you know, through our, you know, hype up tour, and you know, we did the world tour, and this, that, whatever. We did all this. Now, you know, what am I gonna do next? What's the next thing I'm gonna put out? How am I gonna, and not necessarily top it, but how am I gonna follow this up? Right. Because for, I mean, that's his, that's his best piece of work up to date. That is. That is by far his best piece of work to date. So it's like, how do you follow that up? And that's that's the problem with a lot of artists is that they'll they'll get so high and they'll peak so high that it's they and they don't have another level. Well, now it's time to see what's tra- you know, and I believe Travis back, Scott has that level, that next level to get to. Back to what I said, though, I feel like Travis is an artist with foundation. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he I don't think he runs out of material. I don't think he's ta- he has talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's always going to be able to create something for sure. Fresh, new and original. So I think he does do something great again. And I think the pressure's definitely on though. I'm with you with that. I mean, that's anybody who makes something great. That's the that's the hard thing about that's the hard thing about having a number one hit for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Can you do it again? Can you have another song that big? Like I've seen Two Chains talk about that. He's like, I love big hits, but sometimes they could be scary because once you get one, it's now the pressure's on. It's like how long can you stay in that that hot space? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Can you recreate it and do it again? Now the pressure's on to recreate that. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a, it it's a blessing and a curse. It is. But I think that's where talent comes in. If you're talented, it weeds I, out. I, it weeds out. Shit. It weeds out shit. I think you know once you be getting to a point where music, once you get to a point where you've perfected your craft and it's effortless, I feel like you always will be able to put out great. At that great point, shit. it's it's at that point. Once you get to that point, it's about challenging yourself. Exactly. And like exactly. You're competing. I mean, because you're only competing with like two three four five people at most once you get to that once you get to that space but you also have well, at to this like, point i feel like travis is is competing with himself he's he's gotten himself to that level where okay now i just have to continue to beat my old work before he had to stand out in this sea of new rappers yeah it was the young thugs and I the amigos yeah and everybody's kind of carved out their 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 path and yeah. their role you know what i'm saying so now it's like well can travis get better yeah and that's what it is right now. And I he think separated he separated himself from, yeah, from his class at this point. Yeah, and now it's, yeah, he has he has separated himself. But him and Migos are right there because Migos is big time. Yeah, too. they all came up together. They did. Yeah. And Thug too. Thug, but I feel like it's clearly Travis, Migos, and Thug. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But they did. Yeah, they did all come up. Rich Homie fell off completely. Yeah, he did. He was a part of that. He sure did. But nobody fuck with Rich Homie. I feel like he fucked up a lot of his relationships and that affected his music career. And he got he he was in a bad deal with Think It's a Game. Damn. They like held his music for two years. 
But that happened to Migos too. When they were with 300, they tried to get out and they like froze their shit for like a year. So they couldn't like sell any music. They just put out a bunch of shit on SoundCloud yeah. and whatnot. And Bad and Bougie was the first song that they could actually put out that would count for them. Oh, shit. And they and took that shit off. Fucking popped. And it popped. It was like beautifully timed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. That was a fucking hot fucking single, though. It was. It definitely was. But that first Culture album is on 300. Like, that was how they got out of that deal. Like, that, that last album yeah. was 300's album. And then that's when they did the. The uh, Capital Motown deal, the joint venture. Amigos definitely have the best ad libs. Yeah, they do. I was listening back to, to No Label too. They definitely have the, that because for me, that's what kind of that mixtape is. What kind of put them? Which one? Uh, no Label too. Yeah, that's sure. the one that kind of not put them mainstream, but it I took them out I of the underground. In this club, and it was that song girl. that I was listening. No, it was uh, Freak No More. Don't know why I came in with these diamonds. They had a few hits on that shit. Fight night. Surrounded by bad bitches. Yeah, that shit. That was a good. It was a good mixtape, but that's what took them out of like the underground to like kind of like all right, we kind of have to you know pay attention to them, right? See what they're doing, see what's good. For sure. And around yeah, when we heard Freak No More, that was it for me. And you showed me Freak No More. Did I really? I'm pretty sure you did. You played it. I'm like, when the fuck did they put this shit out? She didn't want to be a freak no more. That shit, the ad libs. I was listening to it today. The ad libs on that are fucking. <laughs> they're ridiculous. She bummed me to tie the knot. Man, me, I, and that's. I mean, nowadays though, that's a that's a big part. You have to have good ad libs. That's true. You that's have to have good ad libs. If you don't, then it's like, it's because I feel like more so now than ever, you have to fill in pockets. You oh, have yeah, you to do, fill you in do, you every do. pocket. You can't have you like it's very rare to find a song that you could just kind of like in the middle of the song, just kind of let it, the beat ride out a little bit and kind of fuck with it. You know, play, do some keys and add in some extra shit there. You have to have it like you have to fill in those with ad libs or a little uh yeah uh, like just little shits like that. Right. And for me, like I don't mind it. I like it. It adds to it. But like for me, you know, the records without that are kind of boring now. To be exactly. Well, see, but you have to have. I feel like it's getting, it's getting more rare to find people Sometimes, that are gonna that are willing to do that and are good at filling that space without the ad libs. Yeah, but and I was, that's what I was gonna say. Sometimes because those ad libs are fillers because they need that on top the tr- to make the, the beat re- and the track is. is shitty. Exactly. Yeah. The verse is shitty, mm-hmm. so they need to hype themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Give no, them some yeah. bounce. no, that's definitely that's true. But like ASAP Ferg, that album, like he he's one that he's, and we were talking about this last week too about uh, like ac- actual like artists like that have the full package, like a Childish Gambino, like a Travis Scott. Who else did we say in that? Uh, Tyler, Tyler the Creator. That damn, how did I forget that? Tyler Anderson the Creator, Pack. Anderson Pack, who like artists that like, you know, are very like hands on with their music. You know, right. they they ha- they're they're involved in the cover art. They're involved in the producing and engineering and bringing different people to play certain song parts in their songs, like with different instruments and shit like that. And like are really like 
in the details with their shit. And that was cool to see that in the documentary with Travis, the sessions that he was having. Yeah. With John Mayer, mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire, I was and Toro, ho- and Emoy. Yeah, I was hoping that they would show The weekend. I don't know how oh, yeah. he, how they brought him. Because when they started playing Skeletons and Wake <laughs> Up, I thought they were going to start showing that. But then show, I, the weekend is it was more of a hopeful key. thing. Yeah, because I'm they like. They probably have footage with weekend. They probably have footage oh, yeah. with Drake. They probably oh, have footage sure. with, the, with, the, with the best of them. But, you know, those artists have to clear their shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know. And sometimes they want to focus on them. That's true. It's all a fucking game. It's all about fucking. Where's this lighter at? Oh, right here. I like this lighter though. But yeah, uh, Travis definitely brought uh, a great documentary to Netflix. I feel like he kicked down the door for some shit because there hasn't been too many documentaries, like artist documentaries, like that on Netflix, right? Like that's like a. Fade to Black on HBO or uh, On the Run on HBO or Forest Hills Drive on HBO by J. Cole, Beyonce and Jay-Z on the other ones, Jay-Z, Fade to Black. But, but a lot of them... Netflix too- hasn't really had too many things like that. They have documentaries where they sit down and interview people yeah, and, they and they go about into hip-hop. the history of shit they like Rapture and not fucking... Like what was the point other point of view type What was shit. the other one with uh, that had 2 chains and Logic and fucking... Oh yeah, I forget what that was called but I know what you're talking about. They like... Because Rapture is more about like the history of hip-hop and shit like that. I thought that was Rapture. Is it? Yeah, that is. It Rapture. is the most. Oh, uh, Hip Hop Evolution was the one yeah, that yeah, Netflix yeah. had about that they went. That to. black guy that will go like to the boroughs and shit like that and interview different people. Is that who I'm thinking about? Okay. When I talk about boroughs, I'm talking about New York, Queens, Brooklyn, BX. You know. Six boroughs. For those of you who don't know, Hip Hop was born in New York. In the Bronx? In the Bronx. The Bronx. Yep. Yeah. Damn, and can we say who has, what's the best borough? That's tough. Brooklyn? Yeah, okay, but Brooklyn's got, it's between, ah, it's so hard. Queens got some heavy hitters, too. Go ahead, because you know Don't more. Don't shake your head, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. Brooklyn, I mean. Start, start naming off, because this is this. Biggie, J, uh-huh. Fab. That's Brooklyn? That's Brooklyn. Um, Busta. Busta Buzz. Um. I'm going to miss a lot of people. Go ahead. Look it up on your phone. Uh, KRS is from BX. Um, damn, there's so many. We got Queens. Queens get the money. Talib Kweli, Most Def, Big Daddy Kane, Lil' Kim. Yeah. Tell them. Fabulous, you already old OBD, oh ODB, old dirty bastard. Tell him, tell him. Foxy Brown, tell him. Ooh, that's a bad. She's bad. Tell him, she's bad. Joel Ortiz, tell I fuck him. with him. What else you got? And uh, we'd be here forever. Swiss Beats, Swissy's not Swiss. Swiss is not from Brooklyn. What? The saying on here. I thought Swiss was from Yonkers. All right, so and that's what you X say. Queens was next. Queens is between Queens, Queens Nas, uh, fucking Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Fifty Cent, <laughs> 50 Cent a Tribe Called Quest, Tribe Called Quest from Queens. Yeah, Run DMC, LL Cool J. Damn. Okay. So yeah, Noriega, CNN. You keep to Tribe Called Quest. Um, who else is from Queens? Mob Deep, 
E. Damn. See, Jordan's more of the historian when it comes to when it comes to rap and hip hop. I'm more of just a fan of music and hip hop to me is and rap. They just like I, I've said. I feel like I've said this before that they take a lot of what's good of a lot of genres and they do a awesome job of make, musically of mixing it together. And then you fucking get someone who can spit some bars on that shit. That's the thing with rap. It's so versatile. You yeah. could get you could get like. Like with one That's of thing, one though. of my favorite, uh, and it's low key. It's fucking from that Metro Boomin Big Sean album. That who gonna stop me? It's it has like a it has like a he even says it, that shit sound like Narcos. Yeah, that shit, and it's like a real nah, fucking guitar. There they, was a they, point they, they, you kind of put me onto that. I liked it when I heard it at first. I'm like, ah, it's cool. And then I think I heard it with you, if I remember correctly. And I really liked the shit. And I went I went back to. Atlanta and I had the house to myself for a little uh, while and I just vibed to that shit on the soundbar for a minute that shit is I like how they 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 do a real good job of in that what's it called what's that song that I was telling you about that I like with on uh on that QC album Big Racks Big Rocks Big Rocks with Offset like the fuck it like just integrating like the like the Spanish guitar do a lot of shit and like that yeah. that type of culture but, to but, it, they do a good and adding the eight oh eights and the bass. Like, but they, when it comes to what you said about you know how I'm more of the hip hop historian, I'm more in the hip hop when it comes to that, like the true, like root of it. Yeah. I mean, that's more my cloth than you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was born on that. My dad comes from the inner city, yeah. listening to shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I've been around it so long. I think that's why I'm so into it. It's something more new for me. I found it. I was like, I really, right, I right, feel right. like I really started listening to like rap and hip hop when I had to be like. But it's at the same time, you love it just as me too, because hip hop is a young man's sport. Like it, when we were coming up, it was really like, you know what I'm saying? The shit was more for the youth than anything. You know what I'm saying? They talked about a lot of shit young, young niggas is doing. Mm-hmm. Women getting fast money, cars. Perception type shit You know things that look cool Yeah And the kid coming up Is always gonna look up To that shit But that's Certain kids That's that's probably My only knock on it It's like Just kinda like The 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 hip hop culture But then at the same time Like they'll bitch about shit As far as like Well why Like That why it gets Kinda like It why hip hop kind of gets snubbed from shit from sometimes and like kind of put on an island as far as like, but look, kind of out there. But everything but, now is drawn from hip hop. All the pop artists, the people who are singing, they take well, a lot of things from. I hip-hop agree with now that, but in our culture, but also like I said before, rap and hip hop has done a good job of taking a lot of things that has been good for other. Um, uh, music genres like rock, like pop, they take a lot of aspects from that, and they are good at integrating it. Right. So I just, like, it's, a, it's to, a given. It's a given. Take the, and now that's what I'm exactly. So it's like that's and that's where like music. But I agree right, with you because a lot of hip hop is a lot of music being remade and sampled, and say, you know what I'm saying. That's where, and that's where I love it. And th- like I said, that's where I love it the most is that yeah. you could take samples and that's right, me. Right. It's something that me and you will go back on for forever. All it's day. Like, and sometimes how I helps. drop shit on you. It does, but I'll play the song and then I either play the original. I might play the song because you might know the, the, the new song, the sample, yeah. and then I'll play the original after. Like I like yeah. connecting the not, the dots on those mm-hmm. two. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've been doing that. A mo- you know, this is kind of 
a little off topic a little bit, but I was listening because, you know, first thing that comes into my car, especially like the past couple weeks, is that Midnight Marauders album. That's just the first thing that comes on. When I heard uh, 8 Million Stories. Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I, I heard 8 Million Stories. People that get on that shit. Like, get yeah, on that shit. That's just timeless. Go ahead. That's just timeless. Came out in 93. Enough said. That was a year before I was born. Enough said. We weren't even alive yet, and we still listen to that shit. That, that shit is timeless. Go ahead. But uh, eight million stories. I was listening to back to that the other day, and I picked out something new from it. That's what's beautiful about music. Sometimes you catch things. It's like watching a movie. It is two, three times. Like after they drop, it's the like b- man, I just I don't remember that when I first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After they drop the bass, the dun 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 dun. They have a. They have that uh, that blank space where they they're honking the horn on the beat and shit like that. There's a part like a little like real faint in the background and I can't think of it right now. But I've been meaning to like tell you about it and show you because I don't know if you heard it or not. Right. But like I've been what it's been what damn near four years now since I was really like put onto that album and listened to it. Right. And now that I'm just now hearing that picking that shit out, that's the great thing. That's right. Well, timeless. think about it for me. I was the kid. I was a little kid. Six seven years old in the in the in the front seat, looking at my dad rap the whole album. So like and it was I, literally being spoon fed to me, yeah. <laughs> my whole life. Got a silver spoon of music for sure. That I cannot deny. I got a cheat code. I, I mean, if my I dad ever to, listened to the show. He'd be like, "Nigga, you better say who you got all your music flavor from." It's definitely from my pops. Me too, though. Like we were at Publix today, and I was singing that Dido song. That's from like I've I've oh, yeah, cause I've taken shit for, like I've taken little bits and pieces from like from my mom from my dad from oh, yeah. my stepdad Influences. from my older People sister you from you from right. from my grandparents and it's like mm-hmm. you know and that kind of like a reflection of like of how like we have kind of figured things out more so like as far as like well I feel like people you know the people you around you kind of become the same you take things from them and you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. even when i'm in the in the barbershop today getting my hair cut like they they all talk the same like they all got the same lingo you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying but it's like a a thing of them being like a family type thing yeah. being close yeah. you know what i'm saying they talk the same they move the same they try and think the same you know what i'm saying and even with us sometimes people think we sound the same which, oh, we say similar things, which we don't sound the same. We both we have. We do say similar shit though, but I feel yeah, like we we, do. we don't we sound do. the same. I feel like I mean, but we also around each other. Fucking we can lie. tell the difference between each other. I would hope so. That would be bad if we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit more. I don't know. It's slight differences. That's really all it is. Like it's it's just slight differences. A bit more niggerish than you. <laughs> a bit more. <laughs> it's true though He's a little bit more He's a little I'm bit I'm a little bit more uh, What uh, What's I mean I can't think shit. of Not a, ignorant but You know what I'm saying I You just move a little sometimes. different Yeah It's just different things like, I mean that's the That's the beautiful thing about it though Is that we How long have we been friends How long have we been fucking Chilling with each other Like at this point like A long time A long ass time And the fact that it's like we're so similar, but it's just slight differences. Everybody, like, it's just the <laughs> slight differences that will separate people and shit like that, and how you can tell the difference between things. Right. And people have a hard time of looking at the fucking little things, as like really being able to like look past like 
what you're seeing with your eyes. You feel me? Oh yeah, for sure. I understand what you're saying. It's about fucking hearing. We're talking shit. about slight differences. Let's talk about slight differences in some artists. Go ahead. Who do you think? Who do you think is the closest to Drake? Because it's, I mean, it's undeniable that he's the top guy. Who's the closest to him? We've got, and we were talking about this today. Chris In Brown. all aspects. Chris oh, Brown. Oh, yeah. We were talking about today. I'm glad he you brought fucking, this shit up. You he said has he so has 161 hits. singles. I'm pretty sure that's what Google told me. Lord have mercy. And Wikipedia. like, we were going back, and it's. I said this earlier. I feel like he was going to, he's going, he's an artist that's going to be celebrated Later a lot in more in like 10, yeah, 15, 20 right. years. You're right. Because then that's that when our generation off, is going to. You know? Yes, bro. He has so many singles he from did. the jump. From the jump. From jump. fucking Run It to Kiss Kiss. I know. Take Me Down. Fucking. When he first came out, he was running shit. He was the most endorsed guy on every commercial. He double Mint. Double Mint. Did he Sprite. do Sprite? Sprite too, right? And then that, that fucking Rihanna situation. That shit came down and fucked him up. It that did. Shit it did. Took but, him fucking 20 steps back. But it took him about a year and a half, two years his bounce back is incredible because he had three now great albums after that. Fame was a great album. Fame was a fucking yeah three times. No bullshit. People. No bullshit wasn't a single, but that's probably my favorite song. That's a good fuck song. That facts. And then he had uh, what was the one you showed me? On what? With strip. Uh, that's fucking uh, the fortune one. Fucking the fortune. The fortune is that, album. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Fuck. Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Fortune, just Fortune. Yeah. Huge single. Then after that, he had what, X? Yep. X was a great album, too. He had a bunch of hits on that, and now he's got... The fuck, Indigo. Oh, no, no, no. Then he did Royalty, and then he did Heartbreak on a Full Moon, 40-something songs with hits. Royalty, got some hits. Damn. He just And now he just on. put out Indigo. And so he's got nine solo albums and one collaborative album because he did one with Tiger. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn. So yeah, he is. Chris Brown has done numbers. He is, and it's and all. Did you see people now. talking about? Did you see what Fifty said? Fifty said put a, a post out saying that, "Fuck that, Chris Brown is he's the greatest of all time. He's better than Mike." It's like what he. I feel like he's say. a he's a better dancer. But then he's, a, but then uh, Chris Brown put out a post. About Michael Jackson yeah. saying he's the greatest of all time. Mike is, though, because the, the type of shit Mike was doing back then was way ahead of his time. The type of balance, the way that Mike made you dance, how in pocket Mike was, all that. That's true, but just, the because, you're the first, just because you're the first to do it doesn't mean you're the best. He might be the best to do it, too. He might, he might, but okay, there's so argument. But there's it's argument. argument. All there's right. argument. Okay. You can, I'm not fighting that, but address that there's argument. Uh, That's what yeah, I'm saying. For sure. Okay. Definitely. But Chris Brown and the he's what when he put out "Look at Me Now" that was what after yeah, that he's was got some after different he, styles. He's more you know he was able that was his first he's rap. more hip hop. The fact that he put out a hip hop joint, his first one with but Mike could do some with fucking shit Fifty too, Cent. I feel like not with, with fucking Lil Wayne and Busta Rhymes on yeah. "Look at Me Now." That was his first hip hop joint. That's true. But look, I feel like Mike could have gotten a hip hop bag if he wanted to. Listen, could you imagine if Mike? Fucking today was laying some bars. What? <laughs> <laughs> he had a coldest ad libs. They'd be all them shits right there. 
I'm on you walking, baby. <laughs> that nigga be killing shit. Oh shit. He was cold as fuck though. He was. He was. He was, but he was cold, man. He's got so many hits too. I but lied. the thing is now what's hard what what makes it hard is that we have a beginning and end of Michael. We don't have we have just the beginning of Chris Brown and whatever. We ha- we don't have the complete story. Well, he's been yet. in it for what fifteen years now, right? Is he thirty years old? Because the nigga been in it since he was what fifteen, like 15, 14? 16, some shit like that. Running yeah, came out, 30, he was like sixteen with Joel Santana too. Sixteen years, and wow, he's, he's exactly he still 16. got time. He's still young. He's that's still crazy. young. That because he's the type of person. That's what he's going to do. But think about how long Mike was in the game. Mike was so a little the Jackson that. Five. He was a yeah, little he baby, was a little kid, a little child. So yeah, we can't front on Mike either. He's got so many hits with fucking Jackson Five. We forgot a whole chapter. That's the but that's the thing that this shit will keep nah, on going. So nah. we don't know. Mike, Maybe Chris Brown has a fucking Mike. a resurgence, a double like he can reach that top where he was before he got into that situation with Rihanna. He's he not might. as marketable as he was then. He might be. You never know. Time heals all wounds. He's old. We just talked about how old is he. He's still young. He's not as marketable as he once he was. He might be. He might be. You never know. I hope he is, but I don't think he is. I think somebody took that spot, and we talked about that earlier, too. And Drake. Who took that spot? You fucking right. But The next light-skinned nigga to do it. He really did, and we... T- he did... You know what's funny? He we, got endorsed quick on we, a lot of shit as soon as he dropped. That, that uh... That post that Jacob sent us about the 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 celebrity or the rapper basketball player comparison, I didn't, I didn't agree, agree with, with most of it, yeah. but I did agree with the point that uh, it said Kevin Durant and Drake. I don't agree with the comparison, but he made a point that uh, KD benefited from a lot of like situations that he was in and that you know off situations that were presented to him. Like he you just got like on the team. Like were, op- were presented to Drake. Uh, like we just said, Chris Brown going in through that situation and who was oh, okay. up next to take that? Drake time with Lil Wayne at the hottest when he was at Lil Wayne when was the hottest artist yeah. at the time. Like the hottest nigga. Like he was sound. doing like num like he was the shit. There was no yeah. artist that was on top of him. There might have been people who were on the same level, but nobody was better than him at that time. Nope. He was doing features with fucking Shakira. Like he was Reaching out and just putting out verses for anybody. Yeah, he was the man. He was Drake. Killing. I mean, as much as I like Drake and Drake is talented, he that is definitely like, you know, a lucky bounce his it's way. A great cosign. But look, think about this. Think about how big that cosign is. Trey Songs cosign yeah, Drake too. I know, but look, he's he's right next to Wayne. He's got the Wayne cosign. It's not too many artists that become Drake. And have a cosign like that. Because a lot of times a cosign, you never catch your big homie. You know what I'm saying? That's true. J. Cole is That's great. True. Does he catch Jay? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick is the man. Dre? Dre's got so much great shit. It's, it's, it's an argument. But does he catch him? I don't know. Maybe. See, that one's closer than J. Cole. I, I agree. I agree. But it's still... Asterisk Drake there. has passed his, his Drake did it early As soon as he got in the game He was right there with Wayne Yeah It was You know what I'm saying He's passed him for sure So that's That's what's different about him He was He he probably was gonna pop Wherever the fuck he was Any situation he was at And supposedly You know People just talk shit But you know I watch interviews and shit And you know Leor Cohen mm-hmm. Leor Cohen was Over 
at Def Jam. And he said in an interview, he said in an interview that uh, he was going to sign Drake. He was supposed to sign Drake. Drake shook his hand and, like, basically confirmed a deal with him. And then, like, a day later, he sees that he signed with Young Money. So, you know, and he talks about it in his songs how there was a bidding war over him and shit. Everybody wanted Drake at a yeah. certain point. Because before he was signed, he was on the road with Wayne. Because Jay Prince had a relationship with Wayne. And that's how that shit worked out. He benefited from a lot of shit. He had a lot of shit. His talent. Away. His talent. His talent. But he was talent, do, talent doesn't. You have to have things go your way. I agree. And there's there's a lot of talented people that don't have shit go their way. And they end up getting screwed and they can't overcome it. Drake was able to, you know, he did. Sign, he had a shitty contract for a while there. Who? Drake. I'm sure he did. It with hold with him back, fucking though. with it didn't hold him back though, but there's artists that shit like that will happen and they won't be able to overcome it. How many times has talented artists have shitty contracts and they just end up fading with you know into history? They make That's good true. music and they have this, but you know there's you know outside shit. Like I said, it's it's a business at the end of the day. When there's money, big money involved like that, but shit I gets mean, in his the way. money was different because he became a business quick. He became a brand quick. So it he's the outlier, more, though. It, he's the outlier. True, but it became more than the record deal. It became Drake, the mm-hmm. brand, mm-hmm. the endorsements, the shoe deals, the clothing line, the whiskey. Virginia. You know what I'm saying? He, the restaurants. He was able to do that, though. The shows he produces. He was able to do that though, cause shit bounce. I'm not saying that everything bounces way, but there are some times that shit could have gone I mean, either could be, way. That could be to your point. It's just he has that mass appeal that he could do that. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, well, like, other well, people for, don't are not afforded goes, that but, luxury. But it goes back to that that Chris Brown thing. It, like at this, there was a point where they're neck and neck. No, the Chris it was Brown, different. No. no, but they weren't but, neck and neck ever because yeah, when Drake sure, really, sure they were. At the before, Drake before popped, the, he already but, had gotten his shit. Did he but not? before the Rihanna thing, you'd have to think that Chris Brown was. They were like at a point oh, where they were, com- yeah, okay. where they were competing. Even to, though they weren't the, in the game at the same time, where they were competing for the like the top spot, like as far as artists, like the top artists, like as far as when was this? When they were both in the game together? Yeah, like oh, I want to say like oh nine, ten, eleven before the oh. Rihanna shit. I thought. Drake popped after the Rihanna shit. I could be wrong though. He popped, but because of the Chris Brown thing, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if Chris Brown never goes to that Rihanna situation. Where is Chris Brown? Where is his stardom rising to as compared to Drake? Shit opened up for Drake after the Chris Brown thing. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. And you think that could feed into some of the problems that they had? It could. Wow, it could. Which was great for them. And then, that a woman, and then a woman got involved. Exactly. And that was. If women get involved and in between God men, damn it, that shit starts wars. I, it does. <laughs> it literally. started wars. It started wars. What's that fucking Helen of it's Troy? Troy, yep. That yeah. shit started wars. But listen, nigga, I fight over Rihanna too. I mean, that's different. <laughs> she, that's what, she is Fuck on it. a different level. She's, she's bad. A level. And she's a boss. Yeah, yeah, she's a boss. Ooh. She's a brand. She is. How, was, how much is he, she's worth? 500, 600 million? Probably something like that. Three, four, five, something like that. She's she's, she's good. She's, she's big chilling. Time. She big time. I think she's gonna she's gonna like bigger picture at the end of the day, she's gonna have a better career, better legacy than Beyonce. 
It's different because she's stood on her own in a sense. Mm-hmm. And that's where. But Beyonce don't need Jay. It's just they're lying together, so it's different. You and know what I'm saying? yeah, I I agree with that. But I think Beyonce is Beyonce without Jay Z. I, I also think, think he point, helps her though. I lot. think at this point, if we're like right now, if Jay Z or if Jay Z and Beyonce aren't together, and it's just Beyonce by herself and Rihanna, and this day, I think Rihanna is a a better artist and like is recognized more than Beyonce at the, like up to date if Beyonce never if they this ends up work not working out in an alternate universe Jay-Z and Beyonce aren't together I feel like mm-hmm. Rihanna is a so you think the power the Rihanna has more power than Beyonce at in this point if they're never you think together the, the 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 alliance of Jay-Z and Beyonce I think it helped Beyonce more than it helped that's Jay-Z. where the power is and that's the only Reason that she's more powerful. Not the Rihanna. only reason. But if Beyonce was out there on her own, Rihanna would be the more powerful artist. Yeah. And be showcased more and be. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Because Beyonce is a great artist and she's the shit too. I think with or without with or without Jay Z, she's I think definitely she been, yeah. With or without him, she's definitely she's a she's a she goes down as far as like what she's done and her you know legacy and shit. She'll go down as one of the greats. But I feel like as if I feel like Jay Z helped a lot. They helped each other a lot, but I feel like Jay Z helped a little bit more than Jay Z helped Beyonce's career a little bit more than Beyonce helped Jay Z's career. I agree. You got me there. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. I feel like Jay just. But really, who knows? No. Nah, because Beyonce was doing pop shit. Yeah, but Jay's just, I don't know. Jay's just a beast, period. He could just make a song. Like, I feel like music is effortless for for somebody like him. It probably is for Beyonce, too, but I feel like she has to focus she was, on it. I mean, she had Destiny's Child. She was, she was. I feel like Jay has a lot to talk about, and he can just make it sound cool. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to just everyday shit, Beyonce has more of that pop, so she can. I mean, she has that. She has a stronger hold on the like on, on the, the mainstream. Yeah, I feel like it would have taken Jay Z a little bit. It would have taken Jay Z longer. Not he would have still gotten there, but it would have taken Jay Z a little longer to get there if he didn't have Beyonce. Him to get getting where? to get to the mainstream, like more mainstream, where he's widely accepted. Yeah. Nah, he did. I feel like Beyonce mm. definitely helped him get into the mainstream more. He did that for with, sure because Beyonce he was did already, that with Hard Knock Life, and then Izzo. He was already doing that. He was already on the mainstream. Mm. What he did for her at that point brought her more mainstream. He helped her at that point. He was the big had, artist. He she, was the, the number one guy. Uh, I don't know. He was the Destiny's He's, Child. I mean, with Destiny's Child, they were doing. I mean. Yeah. He was already winning Grammys at that point. Jay was the man. I don't know. I feel like Beyonce. He had a whole helped. career by the time he got to Beyonce. I'm not saying he did it, but I'm saying like help him reach like. Now, like now, get, like I, I agree become that more of a them, household it, name. It brought them higher, and maybe he topped, he tapped into a different audience because he's getting more women because he's with Beyonce. They, I agree. Become with you more on of a that. household name. Yeah. I mean, once you get the women, he, no, he was already a household name though. Wherever, yeah. wherever you went, he was, he was already household. When did they, but, when, 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 when did him and uh, Beyonce get together? Oh, one. Oh, one. Oh, two. Yeah. Oh, one. He's already dropping blueprint. How many albums in is he? 
He's five in already. Yeah, that's mean. Mm, I don't know. I just feel like that'd Beyonce be Drake had, at what album? I feel like Beyonce had more of that mainstream pool because she was with be or she was with Destiny's Child, and they were more like you know advertised as a as a pop views. That would be Drake at views. So Drake at views and Jay at. Uh, but I feel like Drake at Views is more mainstream than Jay Z at Blueprint. No, that's what you're not realizing. Blueprint was so mainstream; it was huge. He he fucked shit up with Blueprint. I'm not saying he didn't, but he did at that time, and it dropped on 9/11. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll just I have because well, you you are more like you have gone into Jay-Z more in depth than I have, like, yeah, as I mean, far as, like, his, right, you know, right. his music and his albums and shit. So right. I kind of have a different view on Jay-Z than you do. I Maybe know, I do need to go back and listen to... Well, it's not only about the music, but, you know, I do a lot of... I pay attention to a lot of shit that Jay-Z yeah. does, or, you know, read and listen to interviews and shit. And at that point is when he was with Def Jam. Yeah. And they gave him $40 million at that point. And that's when he was starting to become an executive. And starting to get See, big money, and, and that and that goes back that, to the point that does of like, something more than music. That's impact. That that was Jay yeah. starting to change the game, and that goes back to more of like because Jay Z, he and that's probably why I don't see it as much because he does a lot more shit low key. When Drake does something like he's putting it out there on social media and like you know he's getting like press about that shit. And I feel like for me, right. as far as like Jay Z hasn't like he does his shit and he does a lot of, you know, business moves. And like, I feel like just now more in his, in his later career where he's starting to get more press about it. And people are really starting to like, I don't know, be more. He still moves, you know, like he don't do a lot of press. He's just talked about a lot. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't do press runs. I feel like Drake does. He doesn't have to. Drake does press runs more than Jay-Z. Drake doesn't do press runs either. Not press runs. He's talked about a lot as well. I feel like, but he does it more like he rolls it out a little bit more. Like he'll post it on Instagram. He's more active. Exactly. Also, Jay-Z is not. So like you have to like more look up on it and be like reading up on shit to keep up with Jay-Z and see his moves. But at this point. Jay Z's OG. He's not. He's not active like that no more. That's not yeah. his main focus. And it, it's just a different you know time. Like yeah, that? it's a different time. I'm sure. If- in that time, and when you know records were on CDs and you had to mm-hmm. go to stores and buy shit, you would see Jay Z on the road with Leor, yeah, going to the radio stations, city to city, like really being an executive and an artist. Yeah, that's what was different about him. You know what I'm saying? He was. Doing that, and that's what Drake does too. Drake, and that's the and that's really the power of social. He media, He has the though. power, and he uses social media because yeah. that's the landscape that and he has right now. And that's probably something. And like again, that's they didn't have that shit back in. They fucking, didn't. Nah, early it was two thousand. So it's like it's it was a lot. Shit was a lot more low key. Yeah, you had to really like go 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 get it. Like a lot yeah. of artists. I watched an interview with Slim Thug, and he was independent basically his whole career. He would make his records and they would just drive all over Texas and just bring copies to the to the CD stores to the record stores That's one and that they would shit. just give them cash yeah and they started selling out and they was making money off that shit then they you know caught the deal and whatever but Slim Thug owned all his masters to this day for real yeah that's why Slim Thug if you ever check out him. Slim Thug Instagram page oh he's still cool you can Good for him. Raves, Range Rovers, like he still lives good, does his yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? But that's because he owns all his shit. He was a businessman too, and that's the people in the game that I really like and idolize. I like people who, like you know, they're business savvy too. 
That's what that's what will make you last. That's what exactly. will keep you long term wealth. Generational wealth. That's what you're trying to create. Facts. Generational wealth. Something you can pass on. Shit. Once you a hundred million is that's definitely generational that's wealth. If you have a hundred million chilling in your bank, safe, chilling, that's what you're sitting on. Yeah. That's your backup money. You're you good. can make no mistake. You're good. I feel like, or you can good. though. Yeah, because you're playing with bigger numbers. Like yeah, at that point, are. like you're making it's big levels. investments and shit. Yeah. The stakes are higher. Exactly, and you're fucking taking bigger risk because you can. You're playing with millions at that point. Yeah. You take the big risk because you can, but the payout is handsome, very nice. Yeah, handsome. But uh. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 21 of the No Hangover Podcast. Um, like always, follow us on Instagram at the No Hangover Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Um, if you ever want to interact with any of us, talk, give topics, go ahead. Shoot us a DM into our Instagram page or to our private pages on Instagram. Um and yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Episode twenty one in the books.